Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Lewis Goody. Hello. It's like that, that me saying that now is like a whole separate thing. It's like that's a jingle, but it just comes out of me when I press my nipple or something. I don't know. Um, hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired. See? Oops. Very unprofessional knocking things over. Ladies and gents. Before I get started and get on with this, I just want to say, I was, you did hear me talking about a new strand of acting inspired that I'm going to be doing with my friend Stefan, and we talked about it, and I said, we're going to be starting it in the next couple of weeks, because I am a excitable child, and any sort of idea, um, as I've discussed with you guys before, sort of my head goes to the end game and I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm seeing the picture of us in our studio with cups of coffee, with mugs, with our faces on and our logo and being like, <laughs> this is so fun. And, you know, that's before any real work has happened. <laughs> and we've been, luckily, Stefan is a, a badass with uh, the whole work side of things. Um, So we've been, we've been putting a lot of effort into this and, it's really fun, and we just want to make sure that it's something that's... Re- we, we, we are passionate about this uh, little side project. and It's not even a side project. This this extra project, this on-top project, it's not on the side, it's on top. Um, And, yeah, we, uh, we just want to make sure it's all right and okay. So it is coming, but I was a little premature <laughs> with my excitement. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I have a guest, and I'm gonna crack on with this because I keep making these intros really, really long. And I'm so sorry. Please stick with me. I do apologize. I'm just trying to keep you informed, and I like talking to you. But I will stop going up and down in pitch and shape. Ladies and gents, I have a guest today. She goes by the name of Lydia K. She started something called hashtag Acting Hour or Acting Hour, but it started as a hashtag. And it's grown into a, a sort of Twitter page, Twitter thing, uh, and something to, to bridge the gap between the mainstream and independent creative works involving acting. And they've gained thousands of followers on Twitter. And people take part in this acting hour thing on a weekly basis. And there's networking events, and there's seminars, and there's workshops, and... Um, Lydia is really cool, really enthusiastic, really passionate and really sort of determined and headstrong and I'm, I really enjoyed speaking to her and, try, and finding out what this whole acting hour thing was all about. I found her on Twitter, I stumbled across acting hour on Twitter, searching hashtags and things so I've actually learned a lot from hearing her talk about that kind of stuff because I'm terrible at Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff as you're probably aware. Um, my tweets are few and far between, but I'm trying to get better, and I will. But Lydia inspired me with that, so cheers, Lydia, and hopefully she will inspire you too. And I'll crack on and let her do the talking. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Lydia K. Hashtag Acting Hour. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Lydia. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> You're welcome. Lydia K. Indeed. You have this thing that I find hard to put a word on. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, you, you, so for now I'll say you have this thing called Acting Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I, I just, I, as I just said to you now, I stumbled across it not too long ago. And um, and yeah, I just found it really fascinating and, and really interesting and um, the sort of connection between people of all different like levels and uh, from all over the place, even mm-hmm. in America as well. Yep, we um, definitely want to be branching into the States. Yeah. I want to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're starting well, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so first of all, I guess, it, could you just tell me a bit about who you are and what your kind of background and journey is um, in terms of acting or performing or whatever you want to call it yeah 
course. Um, so yeah, primary, as you had said, uh, primarily an actress. Um, I've been on stage and stuff since I was six. Um, mostly joined like the local Amdram group um, and then did loads of shows with them. We did shows like at the main theatre in the town as well. So amazing. we didn't just do like hall performances. We did it in a proper theatre, which was amazing. Yeah, and then yeah. they were called Leighton Buzzard Children's Theatre. Still going. Yeah. Absolutely love those guys. They're, They're still doing it. And um, yeah, they kind of sort of, I suppose, created like the love of acting that I had. I went along to one um, and I was like, yep, that's it. I'm doing this forever. Yeah. And there. Uh, my mum didn't quite believe me at the time. She was like, okay, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'm doing this forever. She, she kind of understands that now. <laughs> yeah, just, just now. Yeah, so I mean, I did that where, I did that and I stayed with that group right away up until I was um, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to uh, drama school. Cool. Um, luckily got in first time round. Amazing. <laughs> um, I went to East 15 and studied there for three years, which was really good fun. Cool. Um, I mean, I learned so many different things because I did a course called World Performance. Oh, yeah. I was actually part of the first ever graduating year. Oh, cool. Um, which was awesome and also kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Because we were such guinea pigs. Yeah, um, totally. When we got in, um, we found out that the course was quite heavily geared towards theory. Right. Uh, as most of us have been expecting it to be practical based. Okay. So there was a bit of revolting um, <laughs> <laughs> that we were sort of doing. But then our head of course, who's an amazing man called Nick Logue, yeah. he... Uh, he kind of like spun it all around for us and we sort of created the course as we went along. Amazing. And just did whatever kind of theatre and performance styles we could get our hands on from all different areas of the globe, which is Right, okay, so wow. that's, that's like, the idea. Is totally it? eye-opening, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was there. Cool. Then I graduated um, and went pretty quickly into like scare acting. Yeah. So doing a lot of jumping out on people. Nice. Um, broke my face four times. What do you mean, broke your face? <laughs> <laughs> um, so people hit you sometimes when, they're, yeah, uh, yeah. when they get scared. And some people try to hit you on purpose, but they're generally quite easy to avoid those ones because you kind of see it coming because you get used to reading their body language. So they go swing yeah. for you and you've hit the emergency stop and there's already like four security guards there going, really? Yeah. Um, but it's the ones that like flail by when they're shocked that get you accidentally. So <laughs> yeah. yes, I had my nose broken four times wow. uh, by members of the public. Cheers, that guys. is commitment. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what? It was fun. It was worth it. It was fun. It was totally fun. I did it at Madame Two Swords for a while. And yeah. Did the, the, so you know. The maze. I know you the know. vibe. Yeah. And where else have you done it? Oh, um, so I did five seasons at Thought Park. Oh, wow. Um, where I did multiple mazes and roaming. Um, I did Madame Two Swords as well. Yeah. Although we weren't there together. No, we were not. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, I've done, not really scare acting in a sense, but I've done the London Dungeon as well for oh, six cool. months, uh, which is great. Fell in love with Mrs. Lovett. She's a psycho and she's the best character to play. <laughs> um, and I did another one called Hidden House which was uh, like an independent one yeah I heard about that yeah and that's run by the company who do the Fear at Avon Valley now okay down in Bristol which is like kind of the biggest one in that area cool uh, which was really good yeah and I had no idea when I first started at Madame Tussauds that there was this whole scare acting thing it's growing yeah like when I first started it was not that big now it's huge and like audition season for it this year started like early April wow and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's really early. Because it used to start like June, June July, August. Yeah. Now it's right the way back as far as April. They start auditioning for scare actors for their things because it's becoming such a, a popular kind of industry, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. many different attractions springing up. Do you um, do you still do that stuff now or is it? Um, no, I don't do the performing so much. Um, I do occasionally do private events, you know, yeah. like parties and charity events. So I'll go along and I might take another scare actor or two with me and we'll just sort of... Um, Scare people. Scare the life out of people. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't do much of that. And I also do, I do teach it now. Um, so what we're doing is we'll be running Fear Academy workshops through Acting Hour. So oh, cool. people can essentially learn the skills they need to become a scare actor. Because as you've done it, you'll know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, I mean, I've seen some pretty scary and worrying and hilarious attempts at scare acting in auditions <laughs> and some that are yeah. downright dangerous oh, yeah. I mean I've been punched in the face in an audition oh, really? by an actor who'd never done it before and he attempted to do like an impact scare yeah, close yeah. to your face and he punched me the poor guy was mortified and I was I like it's bet. fine it's fine and he was absolutely mortified but I was like maybe an audition under stress is not the best time to try something yeah. new that you've never done before. Yeah, right? but I guess where do you try that stuff? Exactly. So this is why I'm going to be teaching it now to show people how to do these things safely oh, and how to go. train them at home and also like to give them a sort of 
mini boot camp so that they can see how much energy they're going to have to put in. Because, yeah. like, people underestimate how much oh, energy yeah, you have to put in. I mean, totally. I think one season at Thorpe Park, I, um, during the 10-day stint, I ate 12 McDonald's in 10 days, lost a stone. <laughs> you lost a stone? I lost a stone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I was like, that's how much I was running around. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. <laughs> it's intense. It was really intense. That's great. Um, so when did you graduate from East 15? Two. 2011? I oh, right. Think? Same yeah. time as me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with 2011. I think that's right. Cool. And so what sort of came in the time after that, apart from scare acting and stuff, what, what other things were going on? What were you doing to like keep yourself active with acting? Um, um, I did some film work as well, like independent stuff. Um, so I was quite lucky. Before I left um, drama school, I had actually been cast in a... <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it's going to make much difference because there's a crazy saw going outside. Wait. Yes. The joys of summer. Sorry. Everyone no. is outdoors. I know. Right? <laughs> Go back inside. No. Um, sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah, no, so I was quite lucky that um, before I graduated, I actually had already been cast in an independent feature film. Amazing. Uh, which is one I got from Twitter. Cool. Um, I actually joined Twitter to follow this film because uh, I remember my mum heard about it when Scott Mills was talking about it on the radio, being like, they're looking for zombies. And I was like, I could be a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick scary. Of being a zombie, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is pre scare acting. <laughs> I just already knew I was a scary person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> probably shouldn't advertise that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I came out um, attached to this film um, yeah. as one of the sort of like main body of cast. And um, we didn't actually start filming for about four years um, wow. after I was casting it. The whole thing's like a 10 year passion project. So Whoa. I've been attached now, today, I've been attached for seven years and they've been filming for three, but it should be done this year and out this, this, Jesus. this autumn. So. Is that just a case of like money and stuff, or there's a like... lot of reasons? Oh, it's really? been it's been a, a ride, it's been a journey. Okay, um, but we're like a family now. We have our little invasion family. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. So um, what is that? What is, what's the film? Invasion of the Not Quite Dead. Ah, uh, yeah, I've read about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's crazy. No CGI. Lots of gore. Lots of makeup. I can't even explain to you the amount of fake blood I've had all over me, that's... and then trying to get that off in like technically a portaloo <laughs> at three a.m. Jesus. <laughs> Um, maybe why it's taken so long I've just started getting to the point where I've got like a film kit to take with me yeah yeah um, which consists of like shower caps that I pick up for freight hotel rooms because like if you've got hair full of fake blood you put a shower cap on and you protect the roof of the car it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) that is not what I was expecting you to say out of that I thought thought it was going to be some method of getting it off no just Uh, get home and get in the shower like if you can get it off there then yeah but I mean most of the time like if you're on location in the middle of nowhere for a horror shoot, there isn't really a method of getting it off. I mean, I've probably rinsed my hair like five times before yeah. in a sink and it's still just coming out red. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, but shower caps, that is the one. There you go. Yeah. You won't damage the roof of your car. No. Awesome. It's ceiling, fabulous. whatever. What would you call it? Ceiling? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so you, so when did, let's get into acting hour mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. You mentioned then that you, got a film from Twitter which I imagine gave you some kind of uh, confidence with like social media and yeah. using that kind of thing yeah, is that it's... what started the the sort of the the idea or the thought that it was something that you might be able to work with not originally because um, mostly I originally just joined social media to literally like, follow that one film and then I kind of got involved with chatting with the indie film network and stuff and I've now actually done three feature films all through Twitter and Amazing. I think one short as well um so yeah i just kind of started using it really just to network myself um as an actor Um, and i did that for a long time acting hour came about in a really weird way yeah go on um i was becoming increasingly frustrated that i had absolutely no idea what was happening in my own industry yeah like especially for like the independent stuff and the fringe things so if it wasn't if it's like a film or a show was not in a festival right or something or if I didn't know someone who was involved with it. I yeah. had no idea it existed. Right, right, And the majority right. of time, you still... To this day, I still have no idea of the majority of these kind of films that exist. They only pop up when someone, like, you know is involved or shares it. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. There's so much stuff out there that's probably amazing. That's like, if I can't even see it and I'm looking for it, then, like, how are people, like, going to watch it if they're not even looking that hard? Yeah. And, like, some of this work really deserves to be showcased because some of it's fantastic. Um, and I was like, well, there's got to be somewhere... 
that you can find out what's going on. Yeah. Um, some sort of platform somewhere. And I looked around and I was like... Specifically for indie just, just stuff. To, not or, even just, or just indie, just to let you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, film and theatre. And I was just like, do you know what? There isn't actually anything there. So I was like, all right, I'll create one. So yeah. I started the acting hour hashtag. Um, the idea being that every Wednesday between one o'clock and two o'clock, you go online, yeah. um, you tweet about whatever you're working on, um, any projects you're doing, or promote yourself, promote your film, promote your show anything literally to do with the industry that involves acting yeah um and you just promote it stick the hashtag on the end of the tweet so that anyone can click on the acting out hashtag and just see like a feed of everything that's happening cool um then we sort of added competitions and stuff like actor of the week trailer of the month or film of the month um and we had to build a website because yeah. people started asking, like, what is this? What is it? So we had to create a dedicated Twitter profile so people kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. And then the website had to happen for the competitions because people were like, ooh. Yeah. And uh, then we jo- joined with another company who we work in, like, affiliation with yeah. um, called The Fan Carpet. So then we started sending critics out to review stuff wow. as well, both uh, main, like, mainstream and independent. So, yeah, it's just kind of gone bigger from there. We did a couple of interviews, but... That's something else we'll probably push it in the future. But at the minute, we're working on launching workshops and seminars for people to come. And uh, yeah, it's for everyone who works in all departments of the industry. Um, The reason for the name, Acting Hour, is that you kind of have to put a boundary on where you end the industry. Otherwise, you're going to end up having all of performance of all types. So basically, essentially, it is if you work in the industry, in any department which is connected with where acting happens yeah then you can join in so like if you're a dancer and you dance in the west end in a musical theater performance yes yeah if you're just a dancer no right if you if you're a singer yeah no but if you sing in like a theatrical production yes that kind of thing if backstage back like behind the camera all all (laughs) departments and everything so yeah the idea is to basically bring our industry closer together um and bridge the gap between mainstream and independent yeah and also to make the tools more accessible that people need to actually progress and pursue their careers yeah. without having to pay an extortionate amount for it yeah because yeah, i've yeah. had a lot of issues with that in the past yeah it's so expensive like it, what do you mean in terms just of... to be in the industry yeah. like is expensive like all the things that your subscriptions and things you have to pay to belong to yeah um like spotlight uh casting call pro equity um like back to membership and stuff and unions are really important as yeah. well i can't stress that enough <laughs> yeah yeah totally um but like just all of those imdb pro and um, plus like for uh, actors as well you've got your headshots that you have to pay for which the, normally nowadays yeah. is like between 200 to 500 pounds yeah. for like three photos i've just done that um which is why we do it for 100 um, you do it we have a photographer who does them for 100 pounds oh yes. wow um, he does it cheaper through us so what what would you because there seems to be so many things what would you call acting hour apart from acting hour I mean, like what, our kind of what, mission statement yeah so how would you describe it like what is it oh so when I describe it to people most of the time I say everything to do with the film TV and theatre industry um, bridging the gap between mainstream and independent bringing our industry together yeah. as one community and making it more accessible cool that's, and that's pretty much our mission statement no great that's perfect <laughs> and now you're offering workshops and or you're, you're about to yeah well, this is something we've just kind of started like we've been looking into doing it for probably about six months now um and it's something i've wanted to do for a while yeah uh, we've now found a like a venue that we can use that's just quite good um it's nice they do decent rates because corporate rates are a nightmare to yeah, find higher space and we wanted to we'd rather wait and have launch it later then have to charge people more to yeah. cover the cost of the space so we, yeah we don't want to do that but we've got a space now and so now we're kind of launching the workshops so the fear academy is one of them um we'll be doing a life coaching session for actors at some point with um nikki raby um who does she's an ex-agent and an actress herself as well as wow. a like life coach yeah yeah and uh yeah we're just going to be finding like loads of different things that we can do again for all departments and stuff yeah so. great and so what would you say to someone who's listening to this now is the like main benefit of being a part of acting hour and and you know getting involved in what you guys are doing we do a lot of free promotion yeah um i mean the acting hour 
Twitter event itself is a free promotion. Yeah. Our networking events are free to attend that we do actual in-person ones every single month. Um, they're free to attend. Um, and then as well as that, there are other ways to promote your work, like winning the competitions, yeah. um, which gets you like featured space on our site. There are paid services where you can display things. It's mainly so that people can find out about what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of making everything a little bit easier, a bit more accessible. And yeah. like we're doing our best to secure like special offers and discounts and stuff for people as well. Right. And then we put those up on our website. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and I assume just by looking at at it and you know what you're doing with the social media and stuff that it's that you're doing pretty well with it. Yeah, it's going You've really, got, really. Seems well. to have a pretty solid following. Considering we started as a hashtag. Yeah. Um, and from absolutely zero budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going really well. We grow from absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite happy to be. I'm quite happy to be where we are. And uh, yeah, now it's time to take over the world. Yeah. Cool, <laughs> and uh, how many people are involved in Acting Hour? So was, was it just you originally sat at home going? It was just me. It still mostly is just me most yeah. of the time. Um, and then my friend Mel, she works like underneath me, and uh, she's also one of the regular hosts for the deleted scene podcast which we host in association with uh, flitter films okay um so she does a lot of that work they're keeping them and the audience that listens to that up to date with what's going on Great. and she also helps me to run the events and things yeah and then we have like a lovely little team of freelance critics who work for us and they're brilliant they go to and from many things to review yeah um yeah and i mean anyone can ask us to review something which is quite cool. So that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a screening or if you've got a show that's on, yeah, if you can, if uh, people can give us a couple of complimentary tickets, yeah, then we'll send someone to review it for free. Amazing. Um, if you've got like a screener link online and you'd like something reviewed, we do charge that, but it's like ten pounds for the review. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we just get them up within the week. Amazing. What's the um? How are the networking events? How I mean, again, how did that come about? Like, what the, you you were sort of already doing it on Twitter, I guess, and then yeah, I think it was sort of a natural evolution from there. I was like, well, do you know what? It'd be good to actually get some of these people together in person to yeah. actually chat because, like these days with Twitter and stuff like everyone has you have like your real life friends and then you have like your Twitter friends yeah, yeah. and a lot of the time you haven't even met the Twitter friends in person and yeah. then when you finally do bump into the event it's like oh my god it's nice to finally meet you in person and then, like, <laughs> I had this the other day actually when I went to the um, premiere for a, a film called Seeing Him Yeah. and um, Vanessa Bailey who wrote wrote sort of and uh, starred in it Yeah. Uh, she was there and I mean, I've known her on Twitter for a little while now uh, and we've even done like a video chat thing for um, acting together but have never actually met in the flesh so to yeah, speak yeah. so it was at the end of the premiere that i actually went up, she was like hello and she's like oh my goodness <laughs> about time it's really you yeah so i think that in-person networking events are quite important because um it does give you a chance to actually meet people in person that yeah. you've met online who you probably wouldn't necessarily have connected with otherwise um yeah. especially because the industry is so big there's so many of us and what are, the, what are those events like do you just do are you it's just like a group of creatives who sort of get together and talk about stuff and wh wh where do you do it what's the sort of environment so we do it at like a uh, place called the O-Bar in Soho yeah. um, usually like downstairs in the club um, once a month usually Monday or Tuesday we do our best to alternate them um, because obviously people have sometimes got regular commitments yeah. um, it's really casual so you literally just show up grab a drink it's happy hour till 8 so you get cheaper cocktails ah perfect um, just yeah just literally come in and just have a chat with people we've got a really lovely like core group of people who kind of come every month now but there's always a really nice um, load of new faces yeah. and uh, it's just got a really chilled out vibe to it because um, there's nothing I <laughs> I still go to them because I think they're really worthwhile but like I'm not a fan of when you walk into a networking event and everyone sort of looks at you down their yeah. nose is like, well, who is, who is this it? one? Are they worth talking to? It's like, oh, guys, <laughs> really? Come on. Like, we all do the same thing. <laughs> like, maybe some of us aren't as progressed as others, but like, we all love like, the same stuff. You don't feel all... like that at your own networking night, do you? No. <laughs> no, but I've been to plenty of others where I've walked in and I've sort of been like, I don't know how to talk to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's, uh, I, I really struggle with that stuff. Like, yeah, um, well, I think most people do, actually. Yeah. Um, I think I mean I've kind of trained myself in it so to speak because yeah, yeah. I just keep going to them um, but yeah no I was quite adamant that ours was going to just be more relaxed so one of the things that myself and also Mel who's 
usually they're helping me host what we do is if we see someone standing on their own we just go and grab them and be like hi yeah <laughs> and bring them into a group and like so they're chatting so we flit around the room like crazy people and then great yeah, if I've been talking to one person and they're like, yeah, I'm shooting a film, but I haven't got a cameraman yet. I'm like, who are you looking for? And I'm like, yes. And it's like, okay, so come with me. And I walk across the room and I'm like, this is, this is, this is my friend. He's the cameraman. Um, right. And uh, you should talk. Yeah. So I just sort of try and help people connect. And I think... Has there been any sort of success stories out of that yet? Or yeah, is it still yeah too we've soon definitely or... had people working together from them already, which has been really good. Amazing. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been really cool. It's really, really cool. I mean, I think it's a great idea to... to well just do exactly what you're doing and and get people connected because I guess essentially that's what it's about and sort of so people can spread the word about their stuff and hear about other interesting projects that they might otherwise not have known about yeah and it's also to help I think get the people who work behind the scenes and behind the camera out a little bit more because um, then the networking events that I've gone to previously have mostly been either kind of dedicated to filmmaking or to acting but really we need everyone in the same room yeah um and we get a really good mix of um, people from different professions yeah. um, and different departments of the industries come to our events. Um, I mean, it's usually it's primarily film and theatre yeah. because film, I think, is easier to kind of promote and push than yeah. shows. But we do still have quite a lot of theatre people come along as well. And um, that's really nice. Yeah. And uh, we do, as always, it is predominantly actors there um, but a lot of the actors that come to us do other things as well. So actually a lot of them create their own work or they direct or they write. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's, it's nice whole, to have a good mixture. Yeah, a mixed bag of skills. Yeah, well, I mean, we've had um, we've had writers, directors, actors, um, subtitlers, editors, uh, like filmmakers who do everything. Wow. Yeah, translators. We've had casting directors. Um, what else have we had? We've some really really like obscure job titles come along. And <laughs> like, wow, that's awesome! Oh yes, we've had a singer who does. Um, she does like the ambient background music, so like gladiator style soundtrack music okay. to do on stuff like that. So, so that's specifically what she does. She so sings that stuff. She sings that kind oh, of wow. stuff. So she's come along to do that. Um, yeah, we've had loads of really interesting different departments. A lot of DPs come in as well. Yeah. Um, we have some students as well that come in, which makes me really happy. Yeah. I love it when students network because yeah. like, I think the majority of schools actually don't teach them to network. Yeah, and I you guess, kind of get kicked yeah. out at the end of it, and you're sort of like, now what do I do? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Because it's it does sometimes feel like that, and you go, oh, I guess, I guess we're we're learning how to act, and you could argue that that act that is not a part of it, but it is definitely it is. a solid part of the business, one hundred percent. So yeah, it's yeah. something that would be definitely more beneficial, especially if we nowadays yeah. with like social media being so big. I mean, when I was when I just before I was graduating, so when I was studying, social media was a thing, but it wasn't like it is now. I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays, I mean, you probably know it. it's like people get cast because they've got bigger Twitter followings. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm kind of on the fence with this one because a lot of people are like, this is really bad, this sucks and people should be about talent. And I'm like, yes, it should. Mm-hmm. But there are now so many people out there who've worked really hard on their social media following that they could both be really talented. But if you've got an audience behind you already that you can sell a film to yeah, and you've already got a fan base, Makes you're sense. going to, it's more beneficial, especially for independent film, yeah. to take to take you. Yeah. And um, back when, at the beginning... Yeah, there was a strong argument for being like, oh, well, the talented person should get it over the person with more following and the celebrity. Definitely. But now there are so many people that understand this and have really pushed themselves that most of the people who are like really pushing their social media are really talented. So yeah. you, people have got to step the games up. Um, yeah, you've got to embrace the new technology. And yeah, the new I mean, it's just so different. You can't yeah. sit at home and wait for your phone to ring now. Like, it doesn't work the same. Yeah. Um, and like, agents as well they're there to help you yeah they're not there to get you work they're there to help get you in the room that you can't get in by yourself you should be getting yourself work on the side as well yeah like you should be technically acting as your own agent and then have a partner in in the agent that represents you fair enough um i mean i myself have been self-represented for about two and a half years oh really yeah i found i found it was like probably more beneficial for me just to do things myself um at one point because i was kind of i'd had i've had a couple of agents in the past and like like some of them were really good, but mm-hmm. didn't quite have the reach that I needed into the areas I wanted to head. And some of them were not so good. Yeah. Um, and I definitely stand by the fact that it's better to have no agent than to have a bad agent because you don't know what they're doing with your career right? or your reputation. So I decided to go alone for my for a while. Fair enough. How's that? It actually went really, really well. Um, 
it's difficult because if you don't keep working on it, you don't get anything. Yeah, of because course. Because you're the only one looking. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good, I think, to do it for a little while. And I think people shouldn't be quite so scared of it. Yeah. But um, there is a slight stigma attached to it because I've been to networking events and people have said, oh, who are you represented by? Who's your agent? I say, oh, I'm self-represented. And they've literally turned around and walked away without a word. You're joking. Yeah, and I'm like... It's actually by choice, but thanks, guys. <laughs> there's a big problem with that kind of snobbery. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so many of us as well. And, like, for me, my sort of age bracket and appearance, I'm in pretty much the biggest casting bracket of the world, I suppose, <laughs> in a sense. Um, so for, like, to get representation, like, you, you've got so, you've got probably, like, tens of thousands of other people in London alone going for the same representation who all fit your same kind of appearance cast bracket yeah i mean yes you may not look exactly the same as them but in terms of like general basic appearance you've got all of those people that are all looking for representation so yeah i just was like you know what i'm gonna just see what i can do with my by myself amazing and i did really well i worked solidly as an actor for two and a half years um and uh, I am looking for an agent now but that's more because i've kind of got to the point where i've hit the ceiling yeah and i can't I can't progress that much further by myself because you don't have access to the bigger films. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I'm going to keep doing it myself as well. Like, just when I do get the right agent, that will be, like, both of us pushing for it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop looking. Yeah, no, And I'm going to stop working. It's a great way of looking at it because I think a lot of us do, certainly, I, I you know, we, we have this idea that, and I don't know where it comes from, really, but that an agent, you know, does that and yeah. we just have to chill. Yeah, I mean, we need to stop with the stigma as well of, like, the idea that if you have an agent, you're great, and if you don't have an agent, you suck. Because that's just, like, not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true at all. I mean, I know some people who have agents who are, like, they could they could get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I know some people that don't have agents who are phenomenal. Yeah. And, like, I know some people who aren't trained that are phenomenal. Absolutely. Like, some people are just really natural at it. I mean, some of them go on to train and get the skills they need for things later for specific different types of performance. But, I mean, really, it should just be about what you can do yeah um yeah and also your work ethic and yeah like your general attitude and professionalism i think those are the things that are important yeah so how do you balance all the because you seem quite busy with yes. yourself <laughs> and representing yourself certainly as well and yep. and obviously there's now acting hour as well mm-hmm. which seems pretty active and you know is it doesn't slow down at all there's always something going on with it so how do you find the balance between what you originally loved and this new thing that's there as well i don't sleep yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no it's probably that actually i really like i mean how do you is it i work all the time but yeah i mean i'm 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 a self-confessed workaholic (laughs) really am but i think for me yeah. That's okay because I genuinely, absolutely love it. Yeah. Um. I mean, a lot of the slogging your guts out bit that goes on behind the scenes, it is hard and it is stressful, but I love a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, if it's too easy, I'm just like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> um. Like I think. I mean, I read a quote before which is saying, um, nothing worth having was ever easy. Yeah. And I just think there's a word to live your life by because you know it's just true like if it's really worth it you'll keep going yeah and um yeah i don't know if, if you really want something you just find a way i kind of make the time to fit it in yeah I suppose. no it's <laughs> but, great um yeah no i don't i don't really need a break from it so to speak because i actually really enjoy what i do with it and it's like all the slogging that goes into the preparing of it and everything and all the organization like that's kind of like the hard slog yeah and then i get to the, the events like when i'm running the event Everyone's like, oh, we would, well, technically I am working. But it doesn't feel like it because I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm on set and stuff as well, I'm like, my job is the best job ever. Can I just enjoy it? Um, it doesn't feel like work to me. And I think like when you really love your career, that's that's how it does feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's easy to find the motivation to do it. Also, the alternative for an actor is generally like a lot of horrendous jobs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's lots of like rubbishy base jobs and stuff so like when you sort of look at what you could be doing you're like well I could I could do all of these these jobs and I could do all of this work to survive and get by or I could chase something that's actually means something to me and yeah. like grow that and help other people at the same time I'm like well, I'm gonna do that obviously yeah um yeah so I just keep pushing in it really amazing so how many people do follow you guys or you on 
Acting Hour um, on Twitter, I guess. You have Facebook and stuff as well. Yeah, so on Acting Hour, we're currently around about the 4,000 followers mark. Amazing. Um, I think we've got a couple of hundred on Instagram. Yeah. And we've gone over a thousand like uh, followers on Facebook, oh. which is cool. That's just for Acting Hour. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. And then I push them from my profile as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Especially on Twitter because I've got more followers on Twitter than acting hour does so I'm like hi guys check it out oh right I see um, but acting hour has got more followers on Facebook than I do it's <laughs> overtaken me don't you acting hour <gasps> no, it's fine it's totally cool <laughs> world domination remember <laughs> um, yeah so we've got we're getting a fairly big network at the moment we're kind of uh, putting together a newsletter to launch so people can um, join on to which will come with like added discounts yeah cool keep people up to date with bits and bobs that are going on and, uh, you just made me realise that's almost what it kind of is then it, um, this word that I'm looking for to describe acting out it's almost like a um, virtual sort of magazine yeah I guess so not, and that's not a, I'm not yeah the, no definitely I mean I'd say that we're probably like Empire and Total Film sort of thing, but add in theatre as well. So chuck in the stage yeah. and then a load of other bits and bobs and a bit of equity and we're sort of a massive morph in all of one. I'm going to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> that is the plan. I know. Um, you keep saying I'm a bit, little bit worried. No, in a good way because I want to oh, help other people like actually do things. Right, right, right. Um, not, not in like an evil. No, I'm not like power. Yeah. Um, no, there will be no, none of that. <laughs> um, that's cool. So and and that is here and in America as well so at the minute in America we are running just the networking event so um, we run the online networking event um, for America as well which is at 1 o'clock till 2 o'clock for LA time which is 9 until 10 over here so the idea being that you tweet for the industry you want to work for not where you're based so if you want to work in the British industry you tweet at 1 o'clock 2 oh, o'clock UK okay. time and if you want to work in America you tweet 1 to 2 LA time so that you get cross over because I mean a lot of us work Everywhere, I mean, especially these days, because you can go all over the world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you tweet for the industry you want to work for, so it's, like, specifically about that industry. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I imagine... Am I right in thinking that most of your followers, though, are probably based here? Yeah, most of our followers are predominantly um, based in the UK now. Um, so, but we do have... We are actually growing in our American following, which is really cool. And I would like to, at some point in the future, as soon as it's, like, plausible, um, to do an in-person networking event yeah. in LA and then once that's going New York as well great and hopefully by the end of this year we'll have had our first one in Manchester oh cool so you're spreading out over over yeah. here as well that's yeah, great definitely well I mean like London is the capital but I mean there is the rest of the country and mm. we've got Media City up in Manchester so yeah like it's it's fairly easy to get to London from like places in the south. Yeah. I mean you can get some from the north as well, but that's people have got to pay to get all the way down. Yeah, it's a long way. And they've got to also then pay, maybe pay for accommodation if they decide to stay around or they go back early. Um, I mean we've had someone come down from Glasgow. Yeah. Um, we've had people come down from Birmingham like quite regularly just to the London one, Amazing. which is great because obviously you get to interact with the London like kind of community which is quite big yeah but then we've got media city in manchester so there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't host an event there as well in fact it's a really good idea yeah. <laughs> because there's just another entire community in manchester now um of performance and stuff especially television yeah um which obviously we're not tapped into yet so that's that's one of our things that's next amazing um so i guess just what what are your are your plans for the future now? I know we've spoken a little bit about acting hour itself and mm -hmm. like how that's how you want that to evolve with the workshops and the seminars. Did you say as well? Yeah, we've um, got basically the more people that get involved with it, yeah, the more we'll be able to do because we're not really interested on in like making. I'm not interested in making a fortune for myself out of the company. Yeah, yeah. what I want to do is make enough to survive on. Yeah, and then enough for my staff to survive on. Yeah, um, pretty probably all who work in the industry as well. Yeah, yeah, um, and what I want to be able to do is put a lot of the money that we make from our events back into more events. Yeah. Um, so to keep the workshop prices lower um, so that people don't have to pay through the nose to come and see them. Because, I mean, I see workshops that are like £300. Yeah. And so our Fear Academy is like £30 for a two-hour workshop. Yeah. Um, and it would be... And, like, we keep the numbers down as well. So for that workshop, it was 14 people. So oh, you have get you been intensive. doing them already? We've had our first one booked in for next week. Amazing. Um... But yeah, we're sort of starting the process of launching. It's going to be a while before they're established because 
everything takes a while to get the word around and we don't pay for advertising because I'd rather we grow organically with people who are genuinely interested in what we're doing. Yeah, sure. Um, and also, again, if we're spending money on stuff like that, then we can't help, we can do less to help other people with things. So there's a few schemes and things I've got in place um, that we'd like to do in the future, um, as well as like a film festival and a theatre showcase that you don't have to pay to be in. Right. So just ways of kind of getting people to help showcase their talent yeah. um, and show people what they can do but without making them pay through the nose for it because there's a lot of companies out there who make a lot of money out of people who work in this industry yeah. because they control what you need to in a sense develop as um, a performer or an artist or like a creator and it makes me sad because like for myself I came from a, a working class background mm. and I've struggled intensely sometimes just to make enough money to cover my rent and oh my gosh I need new headshots as well I mean you're advised to get new headshots every six months sometimes I'm lucky if I get them every year in six months because it's a lot of money um but like that again essentially hinders what you're doing with your career so if there's ways of making these things more accessible if there's ways of getting your work out there more getting it seen by more people um and also bridging the again bridging the gap between independent professionals so trying to like get people who are essentially what you consider in mainstream terms as like emerging new talent who may be well established on the indie film but they just need to be noticed by the right people just getting them seen and that's kind of what we want to do so yeah essentially the more people who get involved with us the more people that join in come to our workshops tweet the more people that help and the more people that join and the more the bigger we get the more we can do yeah and yeah like we're essentially a company we want to give back to the industry so we want people to succeed and we're not out for ourselves great and uh just just one more question if you don't mind yeah um so do you what do you plan on doing with yourself so and that's a really shit way of asking (laughs) that question um so like in terms of acting out this is going really well and it's something you want to grow and you want to progress with and then obviously it's balancing that with your own acting as well and your own career in that sense of, of things are you? Do you think at one point one will take over, or are you always going to be able to to balance it out, or what would you want to do? Is is? Oh, that's tricky. No, I, I mean I've thought about this a lot because yeah. um, myself as an actor, I would love to do TV and film, yeah. and I do want to do like the bigger mainstream stuff as well as indie at the same time because I love indie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do myself want to obviously be successful in that industry, um, but I I don't think I'll ever. Um, step back from acting hour um, I mean if it gets to the point where they, when, when the company becomes massive like I hope it will yeah. then I will probably have a board <laughs> yeah. of directors and stuff but I mean I will always be on that board um, because in a sense like it's my baby yeah. <laughs> um, and like, also I wouldn't want to kind of pass it on or ever sell it off because you then don't know what's going to happen with it and whether the people that take over or do that kind of thing would have the same kind of passion, I guess. guess, Yeah. It's not even just the passion, but like if their views and their aims and stuff like are the same or not, or Mm -hmm. if they want to kind of give back, like, or if they just want money. Yeah. Um, so like, it's really important that the values of the company stay the same, like no matter how big it gets, like if it gets to the point where it's massive and making a lot of money, then there are plenty of like other, um, avenues that we can give back into like there are some of the industry's got like charities and stuff mm-hmm. like there's there's charities in the industry that support people who are like having hard times I didn't even know about yeah um and then also like giving people funding grants to do make things um there's there's loads of stuff we can do yeah yeah and for me it's I think yeah I will always remain like a big part of acting hour for me even if it gets to the point where I can't run it from day to day like all big decisions they're always gonna come through yeah. the end my board um yeah because it is important that it, the the company like retains its integrity yeah, and totally. that it does stick to the values it has rather than just becoming like another massive company that kind of does what it wants for its own gain yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> so yes um yeah i mean acting has always been my primary but since starting acting hour it's always gonna that's always going to be there too yeah as well and i'm i'm not going to step back from it 
No, great. So you're not going to step back from either by the sound of it. Nope. So it's, it's great. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will continue to be busy always. Amazing. Um, and I, something that I, I wanted to keep, I keep forgetting to do it with most people, but I have recently started doing it again. Just asking for you personally, Lydia, for a piece of advice for anyone young starting out in, in acting um, and advice in terms of you know, the reality of this business and what they could do to, to keep lifted and yeah. inspired. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that you've got to do for this industry, this is going to sound really bad, but you need to <laughs> ask yourself if it's really what you want. Yeah. And you also need to ask yourself, like, will you be happy doing it? Because... Oh, it sounds really perfect. If you could be like happy doing quite content and happy with your life doing something else, then you'd probably do that. Yeah. Um, because it's really hard. Like yeah. the, this industry is brutal <laughs> and it's really difficult. It's oversubscribed. It's, it comes with very little reward, a lot of work, a lot of slogging your guts out and a lot of working in basic level, like low level jobs and struggling to kind of make ends meet as you pursue your passion. You essentially end up doing like three or four jobs mm -hmm. like that a normal person would do, almost three or four full-time jobs at the same time <laughs> because you've got to make money to eat. So you've got to work all these different jobs. Then you are going to be your own agent as well. And even if you've got an agent, you should still be doing that work. Then you've got all your admin and your social media and your website updates that you've got to be doing. And then when you get the acting work, you've got to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's just when it's kind of going well. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's not easy. Um, anyone who thinks that, you know, you're going to come out, get discovered and it'll be amazing. No. Yeah. <laughs> like it sounds horrible to say it, but if you're not, really in it for life and if you know that you would be happy doing something else do it if you know that for me myself I would never be happy in another industry I I've got the bug young <laughs> I I didn't even get put into it so the drama club I did I didn't get put into it I heard some people at school talking about this drama thing that they did yeah and I went home to my mum and I was like can I do this She's like, yeah, all right, we'll give it a go. And I joined the club and that was it for me then. So I, I even found it like by myself. But um, yeah, for me personally, like I know I'll never quit yeah. ever, no matter how hard it gets. And I think you've got to be a little bit crazy to survive <laughs> this industry. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so you just need to know, I think my biggest advice, especially to people who are new to the industry, is to really understand how far you're willing to go for it and how committed it is. Um, also, you need to know what areas you want to go into and you need to gear yourself towards those. So like social media and branding is really important these days. You can't just come out being like, oh, I just want to act. Yeah, that's a big thing. You need thing to know is... what you want to act and yeah. doing because like, if you say I just want to act and then you get put into like do a TIE tour or theatre but you're like, oh, I really want you to do film. I'm like, well, then you should have said that. <laughs> so you need to do that. You also need to make sure that your representation and your agent is in that area yeah. because there's no point in signing with a top theatre agent if you want to do film. <laughs> it doesn't like work like that. And so you've got to really do your research and like that comes with everything. Like every agent you apply to, every casting you apply to, every audition you go to, you need to do your research. You need to know what you're doing. You need to show up and you show up on time, yeah. if not early for an audition, but not too early because that's weird. Just find it, wander around <laughs> for half an hour with a coffee and then get there 15 minutes early. Um... Yeah, like, just know know what you want and also know what you don't want. So know where your boundaries and stuff are as well with what you will or won't do. Don't ever feel pressured into doing things, especially for me as a female. I've had some pretty horrendous casting calls come through and have been asked to do some pretty horrible things. Really? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, I mean, I read something as well recently about one of the, a, a fairly well-known actresses, a post that's going around Facebook at the moment, who was, um, she's pretty well established in the States and she was told by her agent um there's a feature film big one and they're going to offer your role they just you, all you need to do is go into um you've got to go into the producer's office in a bikini there's no the, the the role does not have there's no like there's no point in the film where she wears a bikini in fact she wears pretty loose fitting clothes throughout the entire thing the reason they wanted her in their bikini was to check that she hadn't got fat while filming the other one and i was like wow 
She said no, thankfully. Yeah. But I mean, there is a lot of stuff like that that does happen. Um, Jesus. And like, you also just need to know, let me say no, especially for people who are just starting out for student films. There's a lot of people who ask you to do nudity and stuff. And you just need to be aware, like you need to know whether that's okay with you and not feel pressured into going in to do it. Um, and especially if it's not in the casting breakdown and then you get on set and they tell you you have to do that, you have every right to refuse because it was not in the original briefs. So you didn't agree to that. So, yeah, just be really careful, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, know your boundaries. Know what you really, really want. And then keep going, is my other advice. Like, if you really, really want it, it's going to get really hard. So just keep pushing, keep going. If it's worth it to you, don't quit. Because at the end of the day, most people quit. So even if you don't get successful till you're like 70, there's going to be a lot less people in the industry who are also doing it at 70. So you've got a higher success rate the older you get. Um, <laughs> just just keep going and like make your own work these days, I say. Try and find some friends that will do stuff and make your own work together. Yeah. Because again, it's just not enough of it out there. So keep creating, keep yourself busy and keep up to date with what's happening in the industry. And you can do that by yeah. checking out Acting Out. Yeah, I mean, people. we've had people um, come on on the Wednesday and they post casting calls that up with the hashtag so you can see what's going on with them. Amazing. I mean, do check them out beforehand um, because obviously like, if it's posted on the hashtag, we don't have control over them, so we haven't checked out if they're okay. So do, again, be like smart and do your research into the companies and stuff. Great. Um, but I mean, that goes for everything. But yeah. Yeah, just keep, keep, keep going, keep busy and like try and do one little thing for your career every single day no matter how small it is like mm -hmm. okay i went to the gym today or right today i put my new photos on my website or today i shared a video on twitter just do one thing every single day and you'll feel like you're at least moving in the right direction sometimes it can feel like you're in a hole with someone burying <laughs> you <laughs> oh and get two grand in your bank account and treat that as your zero line because if you don't have work for a month it goes so fast oh, yes. so two thousand pounds is your zero line people <laughs> don't spend it that is your overdraft if you've got an overdraft forget about it two thousand is where the zero line is <laughs> that will like help you to survive like i learned this the hard way yeah. um especially because if you've got a student loan and you get a high paying job they will take your student loan money out mm -hmm. um and you go oh but i don't earn this much a year no but you went over the thread that you went over the percentage threshold threshold per week or per month so they take it yeah. and i was like oh my gosh because i didn't know that and i was like wait i need this money to eat like for the next three months like what, what? yeah i mean you can claim it back but anyone who work with student loans know that that's a nightmare <laughs> oh, yes. so yeah save the best that you can be frugal and if things get really bleak book a holiday because you'll get a job <laughs> sick um thank you so much tell me just one last time uh, uh all acting our sort of information so the website is yeah so the website is www.actinghour.com um Hour like the time, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hour as I know you are. <laughs> um, then Twitter and Instagram can both be found at Acting Hour. And also we're just on Facebook as Acting Hour as well. And we also have a YouTuber channel, but we're not using that much. Okay. Um, for myself, um, Twitter and Instagram is at Lydia K E 15 and then at Lydia K on Facebook and YouTube because um, I have a YouTube channel too. And oh, great. Vlog. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you can keep up to date with any random bits and bobs that are going on behind the scenes of my life and acting hour. Amazing. By vloggage. Cool. It's great fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> make sure I keep up with that. Um, and uh, and the, acting hour, the acting hour is for people here in uh, on Wednesdays? Yeah, every Wednesday between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock um, UK time. And on then, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. So that's for the UK, around everything to do with the UK industry. Mm -hmm. And if you want to work in the American industry, from one o'clock till two o'clock, um, Los Angeles time. So that's nine o'clock till 10 here in the UK. But I mean, if you can't figure out the times, just pop onto the weather app because it'll tell you. <laughs> just add the different places. It's great. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's how I do it. I'm like, what time is it? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Well, uh, thank you so much again for coming down to, uh, to yeah, speak to me on this. Thank you for having me. Sweltering it's day. It is. I might have melted a little bit yeah. into the chair. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm I'm completely melted. I'm disappearing. Yeah. Um, I was wondering why you're becoming translucent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Um, thank you. No, thank you for having me. And, uh, good. and good luck with acting out. Thank you all. <laughs>
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Lydia Kay of Acting Hour on Twitter. You may know of it. If you don't, check it out. Hashtag Acting Hour. Um, and you will see all of the conversations that are being had on Twitter as Lydia and her team bridge the gap between the mainstream and the independent world in which we live. I, I like to think of uh, when I was talking to Stefan the other day, and this will come up again later at some point um, with Stefan on that podcast, but um, I, I was trying to describe to Stefan something the other day. I think it kind of works for this in that acting... The acting world, okay, is like a fucking iceberg. It's pretty simple. There's a very small, glamorous, shiny, beautiful-looking tip of this iceberg that is, you know, wonderful and great and should be enjoyed and should be looked at in awe and, you know, all the all of the above. It's all the glitz and the glam and the the famous, very commercially successful sort of people and projects are focused on in this top piece of the iceberg but underneath that underneath the 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 surface of the water is a massive massive network of all sorts of different people doing all sorts of different things independently you know without the sort of the focus of the the mainstream and the cameras and and you know the 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 attention that that tip gets and you know there's there's perfectly fine they're perfectly uh what's the word acceptable perfect is perfectly it's perfectly fine spit it out um but what Lydia's doing is trying to sort of make the bottom of the iceberg visible in my weird analogy and or or not even make it visible but just make people aware of each other and and you know, within that bottom half of or bottom majority of the iceberg, you there are so many opportunities flying about. And what she's doing is trying to make people aware of this and connect people who are under there. Because sometimes the people who are in the... Oh, this iceberg thing's annoying me now. I was really proud of it at first, and now I'm not so sure. No, it's good. Um, but yeah, amazing. I just thought it was great. And you can follow Acting Hour on Twitter at... Acting Hour, H-O-U-R, as in time. Um, check out the hashtag, hashtag Acting Hour, to see what conversations are going on and what's been happening. You can check out their network. Check out the website as well, because that's, a, I mean, obviously a great place to go to see all of the kind of things that they're doing over there. Um, actinghour.com, all very simple, very good. Um, and they have monthly networking events. Um, and I guess the, the idea of the ha whole hashtag is kind of a networking thing in itself. Um, so go and check it out. Explore it. Have a look. Because there are loads of people active and involved and, you know, talking and interacting and trying to help each other out and, and inspire each other. It's really cool. So do check that out. Also check out Lydia K who is the founder of Acting Hour, at Lydia K E 15 is her Twitter handle. Um, you can check out Acting Hour on Facebook also and um, be kept up to date with all that kind of stuff. Uh, just just have a look at the website, have a look at the, the Twitter page and the conversations that are going on there because it's really, really interesting and really inspiring. It does give a window into you know the, the areas of this industry that are not focused on so much. Um, so I think it's really good what her and the guys are doing at Acting Hour. So do check it out. Um, I really enjoyed the chat. I hope you did too. I will be back next week. I will let you know. I'll give you, uh, yeah, maybe this weekend I'll do a little little update pod um, for Monday just to sort of uh, let you know what the fuck is going on here. Um, but until then, ladies and gents, I have a wonderful week, you know. Have a wonderful Wednesday onwards weekend and I'll speak to you in the early uh, area of next week early area of next week what ladies and gents also while I'm here might as well plug it I'm having fun here I'm enjoying this why stop um I have will be doing a comedy stand-up gig thing with the SYC Soho Youth Theatre um on the 15th of july 
So come and check that out. That's a Saturday. And it'll be at the Soho Theatre downstairs in the nice, cool, awesome comedy venue. And there's a bunch of us in the, in the class that you can that you'll see as well. Um, it's a good crack, always good fun, really nice environment. You can get a drink. I think it's at like four in the afternoon on a Saturday. Also, is that no Pride is this weekend? Okay, so yeah, uh, you have no excuse. Come down, check it out, have a laugh. See what you think, and uh, yeah, that's. I think that's that. That'll do for now. I will check in with you over the weekend, ladies and gents. Have a wonderful week. I'll speak to you next time. Email me, Lewis at actinginspired.com. Tweet me, ch- ha- p- at actinginspired. Facebook, like me. Follow me on Facebook, Acting Inspired. Go and see Kai in her play at the Hampstead Theatre. Gloria, it's fucking awesome. And I will see you very soon. Thank you very much again, Lydia Kay, Acting Hour. Thank you all of you for listening. I love you all. Goodbye. Twas a light, gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Fun, fun, fun.